Welcome to the Radio Plasma podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. I want to welcome Natalia Muñoz, News Director of Holyoke Media. Gracias, Johan. Gracias por estar aquí, Natalia. And today we are together to talk about a legacy and address a difficult issue that transpired, at least the notification of this during the morning of today, which is June 8th of 2018. This morning, CNN confirmed the death of Anthony Bourdain, chef and storyteller, in what apparently was a suicide. This news becomes a shocking event that we wanted to make this conversation around Anthony's Bourdain legacy, but also to talk about suicide and not necessarily because of the death of someone who is worldwide recognized, because suicide is an issue that is happening every day and many people is suffering with the idea of suicide or by experiencing losing someone because of suicide. So we wanted to have this quick session to honor Anthony Bourdain as a media creator, as a storyteller, how much his work and legacy influences our work, but also to address suicide and have this conversation about this important and troublesome issue. Johan, what, what we were talking a little bit earlier, when, you, when I think of Anthony Bourdain, who not only was a chef, a creative chef, he was also a writer, he was also a producer, he was a television personality, he traveled the world, he had access to just about everything he wanted. He had plenty of money, he had everything, and yet at 61 he decided 61 years of age, he decided he couldn't bear living anymore. And I think of then of people who have far, far, far less than he does. I can't I can even, it's immeasurably less than he does. I'm thinking all around the world, if I'm thinking locally, right here, where we are in Holyoke and Western Mass and Massachusetts, the United States, and the environment in which we're living, in which people are being attacked, you're attacked by the, for the color of your skin, you're attacked for your nationality, you're attacked for your gender, and all these attacks come from the President of the United States. So then you have who's supposed to be the teacher-in-chief disrespecting you. And then on, that's on top of whatever day-to-day -day challenges you do have emotional, whether at school or at work, in your family, just walking down the street. And clearly, we have not been paying enough, enough attention to mental health issues. We know this by the, the men who take guns and shoot people, go into schools, go into churches, go into places where people are eating, and shoot everybody, as, as many as they, as they can, until they get shot themselves. It's of tremendous concern that even people who have what I would think seems like everything, 
they can't bear life. I can imagine then what it's like for people who hardly have anything in terms of opportunity, in terms of respect, what it's like for them when they're feeling despair and they want to say, that's it, I, I don't want this anymore. And all of this, in, in, this has been happening since time immemorial. Suicide is not new. But I wonder how much more of it is happening, how many more people are killing themselves because they're suffering so deeply because of the hurricane that took everything away, the job that they lost, the, the health insurance that they lost, a person in the White House who insults them, a person in the White House who, who does everything he can to separate families, that they're now they're... How many children are, are, of immigrants are locked up because their parents have been deported? This country is almost unrecognizable as being in the 21st century. This is a country that reminds me of the 19th century and, and before. When you mentioned the uh, people taking their lives in Puerto Rico as consequence and aftermath of Maria, those are lives that are also lost, that no one talks about, that no one honors them. On top of the over 4,000 now, I think the updated number goes over 5,000 people that even the local government is trying to ignore. This is huge. This is serious. Suicide is becoming a more present problem that we are not taking enough awareness and enough care because it could be happening. Those thoughts of taking your own life could be happening to anyone around us, regardless your socioeconomical status, your race. Because like you said, mental health, it has to do with your emotional stability. It has to do with the perception of yourself as a human being. But then how do we, when you think about mass media, for instance, when you look at the covers of magazines, whether online or in print, when you're watching anything, any program online or on television, on Hulu, Netflix, whatever, you're watching commercials, you don't really see yourself. And when you see yourself, you see yourself as something so, so diminished. Suicide has been normalized and mental health problems have been normalized. In a, in a similar way, the way the Donald Trump has been normalized. You have then the mass media reporting on every tweet, every stupid thing he says. And I, I mean stupid not, I mean stupid in the sense of the man is stupid. He is willfully uninformed. He occupies a position where he has access to all the information in the world with advisors. He doesn't even need to read. There are people who can come into his office and tell him. He doesn't want that either. It's not surprising to me that the rate of suicides have gone up because people are feeling anguish. And neither the media nor the educational systems, well, the media is not, being, is not doing its job very well, the mass media. In fact, I think it's doing it very poorly. And I, and I say that across the spectrum. I say from the very left of, say, democracy now to the very right of Fox News. That spectrum of mass media, is, they're not doing their job well. The educational systems, you and I, I bet if, if we, you and I were tasked with, okay, let's figure out the problems and how to fix them for the educational system in any district, I bet you and I, who are not education experts in the sense that, oh, we have, uh, we've been teaching in the schools for years and we have, you know, we've done all these studies, I bet, I bet a lot of the answers are common sense. 
It's just common sense. And that's not being addressed at all. And uh, people with problems, every, they shoot up other people, and then people, then, and then others say, oh, he looks so normal, he was quiet, but I never suspected. No one suspects, of course. No one knows anyone. Everybody is taking shortcuts into friendship. The shortcut of, I'm your friend on Facebook, but don't call me if you're feeling really low. Yeah, and being friends on Facebook doesn't mean that we know about each other at all, because whatever someone could be posting is just one angle that could be just a small filter part of your life, or actually a completely fake aspect of your life entirely. That's one of the consequences of that overexposure in social media, that we are doing exactly the same thing mass media is doing, just showing the idealistic way of life, what it supposedly means to be happy, successful, and pretending being that happy and successful when reality might be totally different, or maybe the perception or understanding of happiness and achievement should be a reality totally different from the one that we are seeing on your social media account. That is tremendous insight, Johan. Este That, that is just tremendous insight of how we ourselves are our own mass media and we, so not all of us, some of us project people who we are not. Because, for a bunch of different reasons, but I imagine that is because you don't want to put out there every day, I'm feeling really sad or I'm feeling despairing or este, I need help. Be and especially knowing that Facebook keeps all your information and sells it to people and you have no privacy and a future employer could probably have access to your Facebook account. So it is, it's like an invention, a sliver of who we are is out there on social media, the way mass media only presents a sliver of what's really happening. I put, Yuan, we're doomed. And that's why I wanted to make this topic around suicide but also to honor Anthony Bourdain because the work he did as storyteller, as media creator, was so inspirational because he dared to take the way of telling stories and presenting the world to us in ways that were totally innovative. And he actually, I will say, inspired many of the components of this very medium, this space that is Radio Plasma, where it's about showing the human side of everything, the positive outcome of things, regardless how bad or how negative it could be sometimes. That's true. Uh, one of his gifts was being able to talk about food in an exciting way, in a way that it was a story. It had a beginning and a middle and an end. It was a thriller. It was... It was like watching a, a movie. You don't know how it's going to end. And he had respect for the language. He had respect for the people preparing the food. He had respect for how he was going to then talk about it. And we're in this age where, again, there are lots of shortcuts to telling stories and trying to be very sensationalistic about things. His respect for communication was he's going to tell a story about why he's eating, whatever it is that he's eating, wherever he is, And it could be something new to his palate, that taste. But he's going to explore what that feels like. And he's going to share with the viewers what that feels like. 
not, he goes beyond, it's good, it's bad, it's tasty, it's not. It's a story. Like you said, he was a storyteller. And there are very few storytellers on television uh, that are as thrilling as uh, Anthony Bourdain was. And I'm very sorry, I didn't know him. It made me very sad to read that he, that he killed himself, that he died. I mean, and he, that he's gone. Mm-hmm. made me very sad but in the manner in which he himself made that decision which is his decision of course it's very sad talking about that respect for the places he was at I remember that visit on the series uh, No Reservations that was the first one he had during uh, the time he was at the Travel Channel before transitioning into CNN with uh, Parts Unknown And on both actually made stories in Puerto Rico. The first one I remember was a really beautiful, shocking way to show the fake side of what Fanny packing gringos <laughs> in search of piña coladas. Yeah. And he started with that, having a piña colada, being disappointed by the experience of it, and then going for the real deal. And he went to a lechonera, and he went to places where people go to, local people are. And that's from the perspective of Puerto Rico, because we know every single detail of it. And you see that he was there in those places, eating the food, the real food, and getting in touch with the culture and being open to know, learn, and share what he knows already, but always open to learn more from the people who was around him, showing showing him the places. That was such a powerful educational experience, because even if you are from a place that he was visiting, you got the chance to learn stuff that you didn't even knew about your own place. Same thing when he was visiting Mexico. It was the same thing that he got to eat and enjoy food and festivities and activities. And as local, it made you feel so proud of your culture, your food. I had a little bit of a different experience when he went to Puerto Rico because his producer uh, gave him wrong information, which he repeated, and Anthony Bourdain knew better than to repeat what other people said. He it was best when he investigated on his own. He called Bayamón a suburb of San Juan. Bayamón is his own city. Yes. It's like saying that Holyoke is a suburb of Springfield. No. And I thought that was very clumsy. It was este, of, of him to not do his, do, do his own fact-checking. But you're right. He went to Lechoneras. He went to different restaurants. Um, and, and frikitines, you know, just places that, that, that are not under the you necessary know, a cement structure. And again, he valued things for what they were. Where, uh, it, it, if he loved it, he explained why. And if he didn't really like it, he also explained why. Mm-hmm. I missed the one about the piña colada, but it's true. I think there are like three different competing places in San Juan that say that they invented the piña colada. And um, at some point, you just have to decide, you know what, I'm going to make the piña colada. And I'm going to make it exactly the way I want, and it's going to be the best piña colada. Mm-hmm. Y ya está. And thank you for bringing that point about pieces of misinformation on that first approach during the 
time he was doing no reservations that felt more like just the storytelling because then when we got to see him doing parts unknown it had a more deep approach to issues and actually it was about issues happening in the cities and places he was visiting and you know what also young what has not come out yet is that he was also uruguayan And he went on a trip to Uruguay with his brother, was tasting his, the food of his heritage. And that has seems, that's how mass media also just sort of disappears somebody. He, his heritage was disappeared from his own program until he himself finally took charge of it and talked about him as an Uruguayan from South America, going with his brother to taste the meat of those cows that don't move. So apparently the meat is very tender because they don't take a step forward or back. So they have no muscle. And, and that was interesting. Until he did that, I, had, I didn't have an idea that he was Latin American, that he had Latin American este, blood in him, and that it was, a, it was a part of who he was. It wasn't something that happened a long time ago. He felt completely connected to it. But to succeed in mass media, that took, a, I don't even know, a back seat. That went way to the back of the bus. Mm-hmm. So seeing someone being able to create a legacy of this type by going places, sharing experiences, and inspiring people to live life, to learn from other cultures, to take risks. I feel this is a powerful legacy that is what I find shocking and hard to digest today. When someone giving you this much of inspiration, and we were saying it, we see he had a life that we will envy being able to travel the world, know places, know people, enjoy of all different types of food and culture and music. And yet your life is having something going on that led you to take this decision. Yeah. yeah. He grew tired of it for, what, what, for reasons that he knows that I don't know. He went to parts unknown. And this is what we wanted to do today. Honor Anthony Bourdain as a storyteller and media creator. Because as media people, I felt this is something I wanted to do. As a way to say thank you, Anthony Bourdain, for, for all your work. We regret and we're sad because, because of this. And again, we want to take this as a learning experience to keep doing a little bit of what you were doing, inspiring people in the way we are taking our responsibility as media people to do it as well. Yes, we will definitely miss our colleague. And at the same time, again, to keep this awareness about suicide. Whenever you see or you know that somebody is struggling, is feeling on the edge. Don't ignore those signs. Help, support, ask questions. It's always better to maybe create a slightly uncomfortable moment by asking someone, are you okay? Do you need help? Do you need to talk? I'm here for you. Than having to keep asking yourself, why didn't I ask the question before? Yeah, I would say be the friend to that person that you want that person to be a friend to you. 
to be unafraid, to be fearless in your love for your friends. And like you said, Johan, ask the question, are you okay? Is there something I can help you with? Do you need to talk to somebody? There are professional people you can talk to. It's not a bad reflection on you to go to therapy. It's actually a positive thing to go to therapy because that can help you have a richer life and feel better. And we have to take the stigma away from, from mental health problems. It's okay to have mental health problems. It's okay to go to therapy. Pretending like you're, you know, you're strong and you don't need therapy and you can figure it out. No, that, that's not the way to go. We are a community of people. And we're human. Remember that we're human. We feel and we all suffer. We all experience pain. And pain is what sometimes takes out our energy or sometimes the ability to make decisions that are going to be the best for us or the best for our community. And it doesn't mean that we are not capable anymore. It's just we are having a moment of weakness. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. That's why we are all together in this, to support and help each other. What's that saying? And I think this will be the last thing that I say. It's something about a tree, the tree that bends in the wind. It may look like it's the weak tree, but it's actually the strongest one because it's the one that can withstand the forces of the wind. It's the one that stays in one piece. The one that, the tree that tries to stay upright and not move, that's the one that breaks. That breaks. Mm-hmm. And without any possibilities of getting fixed after that mm-hmm. so Natalia thank you so much for for being here and sharing this this moment to honor and remember Anthony Bourdain and also to make this a more steady set of conversations that are important to keep having because there is so much happening that we need to talk about and have the exchange of opinions and bring more of them to this forum yeah so thank you thank you so much Natalia for for being here today thank you for opening up this the forum thank you very much with this we conclude this conversation at the Radio Plasma podcast that has been recorded at the Plasma Media Lab in the Gander at Youth Development Center in Holyoke Mass I'm your producer and host Johan Rashivega thank you for listening <laughs>